0: Good morning. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's see here. If you didn't grab one, we have uh, uh, some semi-useful notes. And I do mean semi-useful because I didn't put everything in there as Pastor Joshua did. There's blank spaces, but not like like the fill-in-the-blank. Like, oh, did I get the right word? Kind of fill-in-the-blank. But just it's it just looks like this. So it'll just help you pace. Uh, where I am, and also if I'm gonna skip something, you'll know, what, you'll, you'll know what I'm skipping. If you didn't get these notes, they are on the uh, front table or the back table, and I have just a, a, a couple here. And so if, uh, um, if anyone needs them, you know where to find them. Does anyone need them? Because you know where to find them. Okay, um, that's great. Um, this is the first of a six-week, that's really, Okay, This is the first of a six-week class uh, called Enjoying God's Work. And we're going to try to emphasize a little bit more class to our class. And so instead of me preaching, uh, which I'll try to do less of, I'm going to be asking questions. And what I'm going to do is uh, try to not call upon people who aren't raising their hands. Okay, So if you don't want to say anything, just stay there with your hands down. Okay, If you'd like to say something, raise a hand. Now I'm saying this so that you know you don't have to sit in the back if you don't want to raise your hand, okay? So, so if you, uh, I'm not gonna ask you this time, but if you can fill up the front first, it'll help a conversation more and we'll be able to hear one another better. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've yeah, I'm, I'm joking, but you, there's a train out there. So it can be tough to hear one another. So fill up the front. You don't have to all rush forward now, but I would appreciate that. Um, I'm not going to call on people who don't raise their hands. Um, this class is going to, it's geared for six times. The dates are going to be uh, are right there on the top. We're going to take off our uh, time of praying weeks and we'll adjust if there's anything else. Right now, we are planning on, on, on uh, having this class on Resurrection Sunday, although if uh, it gets extended, I will let you know. I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'll probably have to announce this at the end. I'll just do it real quickly now. Um, I got Enjoying God's Word participants. And I didn't know what I wanted to call you. Because I'm looking for just a little bit more. Anyone is welcome anytime. You can come any week. If you're like, this is the only week I'm not going to get here for, for five weeks, that is just fine. And I'm going to try to make everyone enjoyable by itself. But I'd also like for you to consider, like, am I an equipping hour participant? And you get a badge at the end. What? No, no, there's, 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 there's no badge, but you can put your name and email down. And I, I, I'm, we're going we're gonna to have you check attendance. Okay, or maybe Melissa will look around and see who's here, because I would like to get a sense of who's been here, and maybe that will kind of give me some idea who can maybe teach this class next time, um, who might want to help me teach this class, might want to say, hey, we have a, 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 a new believer at the church who's having trouble getting started in God's Word, and I can be like, oh, well, you were there all six weeks. Could, could you do this with them? Okay? So I just want to, to to so now this is including all of us, junior high up. Okay, so don't now don't get afraid if you're our participant. Uh, I'm not going to automatically assume that you're ready to teach this class. I just want to get a little bit of a sense who's coming consistently instead of a little bit last like 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 last time we we, we started with a lot of people and then there was less people. So I just want to figure out like like who's here for our participants. There is also. A, a little a little book, okay? It's a little book. and I mean, it literally is a little book, okay? So don't be afraid. It's a little one, okay? Last time we gave you a big book, which was super cool. This time it's a little book, but what I really don't want to do is just give them to everyone who visits the church. I would like to give them to all of our participants, okay? It's a great book. It's called uh, Before You Open Your Bible, Nine Heart Postures for Approaching God's Word by Matt Smethurst. I, he probably cringes every time someone says his name, Smethurst, Smethurst, I don't know, um, but uh, um, it's a neat book. We're going to read the first couple chapters for next time, but again, I'm not calling at people who don't raise their hands. In fact, what I'll probably do is look at my participant list and say to some of our guys, um, hey, you've been coming, John, could you just share a couple quotes from chapter one? And just to have a couple more people get involved, saying some things that think things that they like. So, what I would love for all of you to do is to say, "I want to be to be a participant. I would like a copy of this book, and I'm going to go up and write my name." And okay, any questions about that? Because I don't want to like 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 push it too hard and say who signed up for the class and how many books do I need. We got more than enough. I just don't want to just just pass them out to everyone and and not see you again. Okay. But you don't even have to do that until after the end of the class. If you don't like the class, you don't want to come back, then uh, you don't get a book. Okay. Um. I have pens if anyone needs them. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone needs a pen, uh, please grab a pen because uh, uh, I, know that, I, know, I know there's lots of blanks where Pastor Joshua, when he, he's, he's got all the verses there, you might have to write verses a little bit more. I'm going to get praying and then we'll get started. Uh, Father, I thank you for this time, and Lord, we want to be people uh, who don't shy away from your word, and there's so many reasons why we might, from our sinfulness, from our lack of knowledge, from our perfectionism, um, to our pride and independence, Lord. We don't want to be people uh, who shy away from your word. Uh, please father uh, help us to be people who enjoy your word who enjoy you through your word uh, who are glorifying you who are learning uh, how to handle more and more of your word Lord so that we could get to the point maybe someday and 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 understand what kind of book of the Bible this is and how we're going to read it what to expect from it and uh, and Lord we, we, we just want to hear from you and that's really what we want to be about we want to be people who hear from you because you're a good father and you love talking to us in Jesus name name. Amen. Hey, so I wanted to, to and uh, I sent around a, a email. Oh, and that's another advantage of this participation list, is I can send an email uh, to you and just let you know if there's any tweaks or resources or, or anything like that. So um, let's let's see here. So I uh, uh, sent around an email church-wide encouraging you, if you weren't here last Sunday, to, to review Pastor Joshua's uh, uh, primer For uh, for for the uh, equipping our Q and A, what if I'm not enjoying God enjoying God's word? So if you find yourself not enjoying God's word, this is a class on enjoying God's word. If you find yourself not enjoying God's word. Pastor Joshua asked some great questions there. So I would encourage you to go back to that to Q&A. Um, you can find it uh, online. I sent around the uh, link, but there's some good questions about, like, are you being serious about being in, in, in God's word? Are you repenting of known sin? Um, are you heavenly minded in, in general? It's just a really good a series of questions because really what we want for each of you is, is how exciting, really, for you to, to, to get up, Sometimes you're sleepy, but to get up and you know what you're going to do in God's word that morning, and you have some simple skills that you know you're going to hear from God, right? That is what we want for each of you. Like That's what this class is for. Let's uh, uh, start off by asking in this first kind of question there is, what does it mean to enjoy God's Word? What does it mean to enjoy God's Word? And uh, I will have some uh, more time for uh, questions here. Uh, But one thought is, 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 sometimes learning can be enjoyable, right? How many of you just enjoy learning? Yeah, right? I mean, you you might enjoy learning about a a hobby, or or, or all of a sudden you're learning about Russian U.S. history, or you're learning about crypto, and and you're just someone who's like learning something new is intriguing to you. Now, praise the Lord uh, with God's Word, uh, and it is old, right? It is old, from 2,000 to 3,400 years old. There's a lot of learning involved, And uh, I don't know. It's funny being made in God's image. I'm sure that that's not why we love learning because he never learns. He knows everything. Um, But God made us to enjoy learning. So that can be very enjoyable. But we can also um, um, enjoy learning about God's word. But that's not really the kind of learning by itself we are talking about. We're not just talking about kind of oh I'm stimulated by it and I got my study books books open and I'm learning a lot about you know the 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 trade routes and where Paul went and he got on the boat and wow it was a really big boat I love learning I love God's word well no that's that's, that's it's not just loving learning you you can enjoy that process and not be be communing with God not hearing from God I want to kind of say this. And I've been thinking about this because enjoying God's Word is a biblical concept. It talks about delighting in Scripture. We're going to look at some verses that actually talk about delighting in God's Word. But I want us to think about it as um, not only a good feeling, okay, enjoying God's Word is not only a good feeling, although you can have very good feelings enjoying God's Word, because there's a lot of enjoyment uh, that, 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 that is feeling. In general, when you talk about enjoyment, you think, oh, that was delightful. Like, I enjoyed that piece of cheesecake. That was good. It was tasty. Um, we can enjoy God's Word, I think, deeper than that. Um, And it's good to be thinking about friendship because enjoying God's word is hearing from God, right? It's hearing from God. So it's good to think about friendship. You can have fun with people and not get to know them, right? You can go bowling. We could just take random people here, put you together, go bowling, and you're going to have a great time. And you might not get to really know that person. You can just enjoy time. You can enjoy, I don't know, I was, I was talking to a, 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 um, someone who went to a sporting event, and people are like hugging one another when their team wins. Those people didn't know each other any better, but they had fun together, right? So you can have friendship without knowledge. You can have, enjoy, have kind of friendship without knowledge. You can enjoy people, let's say, without knowing them. Um, you can enjoy a biography of someone and not have a relationship with them. You can read about John Owen or um, William Carey and you don't have a relationship with them. You might enjoy it, you might get to know them, but that's not a, a relationship. Enjoying God's Word is more like when you come away from time with someone and you feel that you went deeper with them. You feel you went deeper. You get to what is real. Okay, so that's why I kind of want to think about enjoying God's word as. It's a relationship where God is who he is. Now, we might not appreciate all of who he is in that moment, but we're learning more about him. And not, we're not, we're not just learning. We're, we're, we have a relationship with him. So, so some of you, you 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 are experiencing this if you've signed up for, for 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 transformation groups and if you've been working through our transformation guide as uh, that Pastor Joshua's has put together and if you spent any time with Pastor Joshua you know he asks really good questions and there's really good questions in in this in this transformation guide like 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 one of them that just opened up for our group is is how and I can't re- remember the wording but but how how were you as a child how does that affect who you are now? It's like, "Whoa, oh, that's a really good question. And all of us are like, like we're, we just like suddenly got way deeper w- with one another and we knew one another. That wasn't, was that enjoyable? It was, but it was also kind of heavy too, right? So, so like, that's why I kind of want to think about, about enjoying God's word. It's truth being revealed and truth responding, responding to truth. And that revelation of truth in God's word and our response is not always a comfortable feeling. It's not always comfortable. And that may be true as you get to know someone. As you have a real heart conversation with someone, you're like, well, that wasn't... Comfortable it's not the right word. Boy, but I really prefer that over small talk about the Seahawks. Or no one prefers here. Small talk about the Seahawks here. But, um, but like, it was, like it, was, it was real. So... When we go to God's Word and we maybe have sin exposed, there may be mourning. But it's not just mourning. It's not just sadness over sin. There's also joy, right? Because we know God. So enjoying God's Word, you could think of it as, and and really, we're going to have a chance to to, to, uh, participate more. Enjoying God's Word is fulfilling the purpose of your life. I think that that's fair to say. Enjoying God's Word is fulfilling the purpose of your life. Um, God made Adam and Eve to walk in the garden with Him as their creator, Him as their God, and them as His creatures, His people. That was life, right? It wasn't only that they were working for Him, but they were enjoying relationship with Him. That's what enjoying God's Word is. It's really a little bit, as, as we are new creatures in Christ, it's a little bit of time in the garden with God. Now we're sinners, so it's a different way than it will be in eternity, but it's us with him. It's not us with him in an unmediated kind of like, wow, you're 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 just you're just consuming fire. It's yes, you are consuming fire, but you uh, Christ has brought me near. And uh, that is so I want to think about enjoying God's God's word being the the purpose of our life. It's 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 walking in the garden with our creator. Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse fourteen, talks about God's word is enjoyable. Okay, so not just enjoyment, like deeper, but it, it is enjoyable. Uh, Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse fourteen says, "In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches." Right? Um, we know what we would feel if we were walking outside and found a 20 twenty dollar bill, right? A hundred dollar bill, a stack. I mean, a stack of hundred dollar bills gets a little confusing. It's like, why? Well, I, I suppose I should turn the 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 these in. Um, But we would know the delight of at least a a 100, right? In the way of your testimonies, I delight in as much as all riches. Psalm 119 verse 103 says, uh, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Okay, so there is this, 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 this that that is fulfilling the purpose of our lives. You know, the purpose of our tongue is to taste, and the purpose of our life is to enjoy God. We are created for relationship with God. So God's word brings us to Him, um, teaches us who He is, how we can be reconciled to Him, how we can please Him. Okay, so I've got a little definition here that I've been thinking about enjoying enjoying God's word, and you can tweak it and do whatever you want. It's not scriptural, but this is just me thinking. So enjoying God's Word is getting the intended value out of God's Word. So the intended value. So like what God means to communicate. Getting the intended value out. This is why I hope all of you write down your email, because then I can send this to you. It's the intended value out of God's Word so that you respond with the appropriate response. I think a appropriately in the light of the gospel, okay? Enjoying God's word is getting the intended value out of God's word so that you respond appropriately in the light of the gospel. Because we don't really want to leave out the gospel, right? Because you can imagine for yourself, well, I'm going to imagine for a second I'm an Old Testament Jew, and wow, there's a horrible decree of judgment, and this is terrifying. It's time for me to pack my bags and leave for Babylon, well, that's not really um, what God's calling, right? We, we are in light of the gospel, God's good news to us through Christ Jesus. So enjoying God's word, getting the intended value out of God's word so that you respond appropriately in, in, in the light of the gospel. And I'll try to keep, uh, to, to, to keep working on that. And go ahead and tell me if you think that, that we can improve improve upon that. And uh, I'll email that out too, especially if someone reminds me. Um, So, we we want a response that is real, that is worship, that is obedient. We want worshipful obedience and obedient worship. We want thankfulness and confession and praise and mourning. All of those are the right responses. Um, And it's appropriate because, so, it's like this is cool, it's always enjoyable. Because, and it should never be, even when we feel guilty, and I think that's the reason why some of us, and we'll we'll talk about that, what keeps us from enjoying God's word, it could be we're afraid of feeling guilty, right? But an appropriate response is never guilt by itself. God never wants you just to feel guilty. He wants you to feel guilty, if it's appropriate, because you've actually sinned, so that you run to Jesus Christ, right? That guilt is ultimately to lead you to enjoying Him. Right As you run to Him and say, I am in Christ Jesus. He loved me and gave Himself for me. I'm forgiven. I'm reconciled. I'm done with that sin. Right, So it's not just supposed to be, be guilt for guilt's sake. So even maybe the thing you're most worried about reading in God's Word can be enjoyable because it'll bring you to, um, to the good news. Let's see here. Yeah, so whether we are, uh, whether you're going to enjoy God's word, is connected to what is your life purpose. Whether you, as an individual, are going to enjoy God's word, and it's not the only thing, because you might read it and you're like I don't understand this, and it's not going to be enjoyable, right? But it is connected to your life purpose. What is what do you see as the purpose of your life? If you're the purpose of your life is to glorify God and enjoy Him. God, God's Word is the means to you glorifying God and enjoying Him. You'll enjoy it because He makes Himself known, and you'll glorify Him because He makes known how to, how to please Him. So you, you, you cannot enjoy God without His Word, and you cannot glorify God without His Word. So this is where we're where like, this is such a foundational thing. If I'm going to be enjoying God, what is the purpose of my life? Right? If 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 you commit, if you are committed, the purpose of my life is to glorify God and enjoy Him. God's word is like is like the fast the fast lane. I mean it's the only lane. It's it's a single lane highway doesn't mean that there won't be stuff on the highway. Sometimes you've got to kind of swerve around. <laughs> but it's a single lane highway. It's the only way. If the purpose of your life is comfort, you won't find God's word enjoyable. I mean, or you may not. The purpose of your life, know, you won't. The purpose of your life is, uh, is just, I don't know, what is easy, um, money in the bank, success in any of your endeavors, and you won't find God's word enjoyable. But if the purpose of your life, if you commit to say, my life this morning is to glorify God and enjoy him, then you will find God's word enjoyable. Um, I could throw in there too, If the purpose of your life is perfection. I'm going to master this text. I'm going to get everything out of it. I'm going to never forget what I learned. You also will not enjoy that. I know because I can have a little bit of perfectionism. I think Pastor Joshua just saw. He gave me a, a nod there. Okay. Uh, let's now, and here's some things that, that uh, you all can, can, can help me with. What are some hindrances to enjoying God's word? What are some hindrances to enjoying God's word? So if you're going to, um, you, you, all, you all can help me with that in just a minute. But let's start off simple here. If you're going to have a really good conversation about cryptocurrencies, what are some of the challenges you need to overcome? Does someone just shout out some? If you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to, I love, I want to love hearing about cryptocurrency. What are you going to have to overcome? Yes, right? So, so, so there is a knowledge gap, right? You have to understand what a cryptocurrency is. And what are some, some maybe challenges to understanding what a cryptocurrency is? Pardon? right? You have to understand. So there's some pre-learning of what a blockchain is, right? Okay, now all of a sudden, some of our eyes are starting to glaze over. And what problem is that, right? When your eyes start glazing over, um, I know that you're, you're, you're smart people. Um, why do your eyes glaze over when you, Ed said blockchain? Because you are not what? Pardon? You're not interested, you're not interested right? <laughs> you're not motivated. Right? So so that is going to be a challenge to understanding about cryptocurrency is that you need to be motivated. You need to be interested. So that means there's going to have to be some kind of promise to it. Right? Um, um, And that leads us, although it's not on my list, to value. Right? You have to believe this conversation is going to have value, even just being nice to the person who likes to talk about cryptocurrency. What are some of the uh, uh, other uh, uh, potential hindrances to learning about Scary cryptocurrency. Disbelief. I can't see it, so it's not real. No, language. Bar- language. Yeah, right. Sure. So all of a sudden, someone said crypto. What? Yeah, right. So if the and that is part of the knowledge gap. Sometimes okay, thinking you know before you know. Mm. Understanding and yes. That you know know that. Yeah, right. So so kind, so kind of a a, a a a conviction that you already know, and then that would be uh, so. I'm happy with the knowledge I, I already have I gave yeah one article and think I got it. right and so then either I don't need to talk about it again um, 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 yeah or I've discounted it yeah mm-hmm uh, like right right yeah so 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 uh, so I should probably try to remember to uh, re-say these things so I will try to be out. Yeah, so, so, so a trusting, so do, so do you trust the uh, source of uh, who you are listening to? If you don't trust them, you may not listen long, uh, or you may already have a higher authority of someone else that you trust more. You know, your financial advisor said, no, no, you, you need to run, and, you're, and your ears are blocked, right? Okay, thanks, Stephen. How about fear? Could, could, could fear get in the way of learning about something like a cryptocurrency? Yes, it's unknown. This is scary. Or maybe fear of uh of risks, right? We're like, wow, if I learn, I might have to make a choice here. Like like is it worth it or not? And so I'm like, uh ignorance is is feeling pretty good right now. Anyway, um so yeah, go ahead, Joshua. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It is really good. So, 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 so a fear of uh, looking stupid. You mean if you enter in that conversation, you might say something that uh, that kind of exposes you don't know everything. Yeah, that's really good. Are there other challenges to learning about cryptocurrency? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, 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 how important is that in your time? Right. So, so, what your Pro, what your pro, priorities are has to do with value. Okay, well, I think that we can see some uh, correlations here. Um, so let's just go ahead. Well, I'll just throw this in there too. If um, uh, we started reading the Iliad or or the Odyssey here, right? It was written eight eight to nine hundred BC. W- w- would you expect any challenges if we were start reading? the Iliad or Odyssey, even translated into English? Yes. I don't know. If, how, many, how many of you have tried that? Right? It, it, is it thrilling as you start? No. You're like, whoa, there's a lot of names here. That I do not know what is going on. Um, okay. What are some of those uh, corollary, corollary challenges to God's Word? And maybe they just have you thinking. I think some are fairly obvious. What are some of the challenges we need to overcome if we're going to get to enjoying God's word? Value is an obvious one, right? We have, we have, we have, we have to believe it's valuable. And maybe I should just run through some of them you, you have said. There is background learning, right? I mean, so, so at times you can throw yourself and say, Israel, like, like, what is the story here? Or like, what is going on? Who is this King David? There's, there, 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 there's, there's background learning. What are some of the other uh, uh, challenges? Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so a lack of faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so lack of faith that it is true. Lack of faith that it's valuable. I mean, really, there's there's a whole lot of lack of faith. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm yeah right and and, and uh, like in in uh, that way that God, God's word is different from other um, it, I mean we, we can enjoy cryptocurrency in kind of a mental way, but let's say we suddenly make a boatload of money off of cryptocurrency. we're enjoying it in a completely different way because we learn something until we lose money and then we don't enjoy it as much, right but uh, but but as we get engaged and do something, then then they're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this to heart. Yeah, that's good. yeah. Right, right, yeah. So 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 that is part of the the pre learning is where do these all these little numbers come from? And are these are these little letters here, the little itty bitty ones I can't read? Are are they part of this text too? Right, so there's all kinds of things that we just kinda of, kinda of, kinda of start start assuming over time. But some of us maybe don't know. Like we're, are are these numbers inspired? Um, yeah. Yeah, perfectionism. Yes. 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 And uh, so, 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 so perfectionism, if I can't understand it perfectly, well, then I'm not going to uh, bother. And uh, those of you who are married realize that that's not a great strategy um, because you have to keep working at understanding. yet somehow with God's word, we kind of like, like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing my Bible plan and I got to second half, first half of Exodus was pretty cool. Second half was like, oh, wow. And uh, then I'm like, I don't understand this perfectly. So I don't think I'll read it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So perfectionism is really a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so being committed for, for the long haul. And, uh, and that has to do with scriptures. Scripture is large, right? Um, but there's also a sense where, I say this cautiously, it's new every morning because God's mercies are new every morning. But there is maybe you lose a little sense of wonder, right? When you're newly saved, you might be like, I cannot put this book down. Um, and then after a while, you might be like, oh, so I'm going to keep working at this relationship, and um, I'm starting to get used to some of this stuff, and so what is going to help me stay committed for years? There's there's, 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 there's really, I think, many more, right? Uh, uh, I want to mention a, a few, uh, and we haven't even gotten to to, 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 just, to some of the challenges that, that the general world sets. Like, uh, like, like, like it, it is old, so it's not relevant, which is... Some people see it as a challenge. Um, or or uh, there are, are objectionable things there, right? There, there are things there with your kids you may want to screen, right? There, there, it talks about topics that are uncomfortable. Um, there, there are lots of horrible things that, that happen, and that even that God decrees to happen, which leave us in a place like, I don't understand that. Um, I think for a lot of us is that life feels too short. Like, I've got so much to do. Like, I'm finite. This is just not valuable enough. I've got to, uh, uh, it's just not going to be worth it. Okay, so uh, uh, one thing I want to talk about a, a little bit more is that we are finite, right? We are only human, and this is one of the uh, the, the hindrances to enjoying God's Word. And it's not a bad hindrance, um, but it, it is something we need to come to terms with. You are finite. You are limited. Um. We are affected by the way we were parented. For um, um, If you grew up in a Christian home, sometimes that can make a lot of your Bible reading easier. But sometimes you can also get bored thinking you, you know it all. And I say that cautiously because it's not like God's word is boring. Um, but how, you're going to be affected by how you grew up. You're, you're going to be affected by how you were discipled. Right, some of you may have been discipled from from the first days of being Christian, with a ton of knowing how to read the Bible and really enjoy it. And some of you may have never have have never learned that. You can be affected by by, by what kind of preaching. You, you will listen to? And do you have a tolerance for having the, the word explained? Or do you learn so much that sometimes you think when you open the Bible, you're like, I could never get all of that out of it, right? So all of those things kind of push us in, in, in the way that we are educated or kind of like, 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 like grow up as Christians. But we are affected by time. We are finite in our time. Our attention span is limited. Our memory is limited. Our bodies need sleep. You are a limited person. If you are going to enjoy God's Word, you're going to have to make choices uh, about sleep, about what you can accomplish during a day, because you are limited. We have to embrace our finiteness if we're going to enjoy, enjoy God's Word. We we'll also have to be okay with our, that our understanding is limited that our understanding is finite. Uh, We we have talked about perfectionism some. Um, We may choose in pride to get angry about about what we don't understand. And really it's kind of anger. You know, like like I'm reading it and everyone says it's so wonderful and this is hard. Um, But instead of giving thanks to God for what we do so clearly see about Him, and so often we, we ignore what is obvious. And I'm sure that Pastor Joshua has said it, The the main things are the plain things. You know, what is going to be obvious in God's word is going to jump out at you often. Sometimes it's so obvious we don't even think about it, but we're so used to it. We're like, oh, well, I, well, I already knew that. So I really am more concerned how a wave offering is different from a burnt offering instead of thinking about, well, Christ is my offering and I can approach God. Now, that's not saying that it's bad to study that, but we can be so, we get so intense about overcoming our finiteness rather. And like I said, we're kind of like a child throwing a temper tantrum. This is not by any baby crying. Uh, it's kind of like a child throwing a temper tantrum because there's one, because there's peas on their plate. And they're like, I'm not going to eat any of this because I don't like peas. And you're like, but, but, but you, do, you do like the rest of the meal, and you're going to eat it anyways. Um, but like throwing a temper tantrum because there's one thing you don't like. Well, well, but, but, well, but you just saw God's grace, right? And we, we can focus so much on what we don't get. And so we have to ask ourselves, is our goal mastery of the text or hearing from God? We have to ask ourselves, I have to ask myself that again and again and again. Is our goal mastery of the text or hearing from God? Is my goal 100% understanding everything that was meant here, or is it hearing from God? Because, you know, in like a 15-minute Bible time, half-hour Bible time, you are not going to master everything from that text, but you can hear from God. So what do you want, right? Is it to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, or is it to be a master of the Bible? um so that is how, how our finiteness can can affect our enjoyment of God uh, we can also imagine this and this is we, we kind of ha- have got there some culture is going to 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 affect our our enjoyment of God's word or at least some of the ease of getting out the riches again we're two thousand and 3,500 years removed from the original writing and much further removed from uh, uh, the 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 uh, beginning, at least like 6,000 years, at least, 10,000, who knows. Um, um, but we didn't even grow up in in the Middle East, right? Imagine growing up in the Middle East. There would be a whole lot, you're like, I grew up in a tent in uh, the desert. I totally know what happens to, to the morning grass, right? So just the fact that we are so far removed from that kind of life is going to bring, bring, bring challenges to understanding understanding God's Word. It's so different, um, and we know it, it, would, it, would, it would be difficult if a, we read, you know, an, an ancient Chinese text, an ancient Mayan text, uh, a, a, a Egyptian text, you know, like the hieroglyphics are translated. Praise the Lord that we don't go to those thinking we're going to hear from God right, like God's Word is so good, we would be so confused reading one of those. But God has communicated truth in clear ways so that we go from, we might not master it, but especially if we give ourselves a little time, you, you might struggle through a half chapter, even five chapters when we get through some parts, but if we keep going, even reading some of that stuff quickly that's confusing, we're going to hear, hear from God. Um, let's see here. Um, it, if a we were a first century Jew, some of our understanding of Luke, well, he's writing to a Gentile, but, but if we were a first century Gentile with enough Jewish background, uh, we'd be like, I understand this easier, right? I, you could have an easier time. But let me ask you, would, you, would your enjoyment of God's word be easier? Or if you were a first century in a Asia Minor, would your enjoyment of Colossians be easier? Well, there would be some questions answered. But would you be any more likely to trust God? Any more likely to give thanks to Him? Any more likely to submit to Him, to love Him? The answer is no. Because all of that is God's Spirit working in your hearts. So if you are in Christ Jesus, you have God's spirit in you that makes you just as, as, as prone and ready to enjoy God's word as those first century audience. Now, there's going to be things that you're like, oh, so that's what the feet washing is about. I thought that was just kind of, I never heard of that before. right? I mean, there's, 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 there's going to be customs. or you know, the, the question of, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, who the uh, false teachers in, in, in Colossae were. You're like, I know these guys. I know exactly who you're writing about. Like uh, for, 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 for the root students. You know I mean? Like, ah, it's all so clear now. But it wouldn't be any easier in our hearts to have Christ exalted as Lord over all. So I think that, 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 that we do want to realize there are challenges, uh, but really ultimately, you know, a huge challenge. Yes, it, it, it is culture. It is our finiteness, but it is our, our sinfulness. So if you if, if if it wasn't already said, how does our sinfulness affect our enjoyment of God's word? How is our sinfulness a hindrance to enjoying God enjoying God, God's word? Can anyone share? Yeah, that's Joshua. I think one is just that we're so selfish, so anything that's not about us. Wow, that's really good. Hold on, I'm gonna write that in my notes, and you should too. If you need a pen, I've got them up here. Um, yeah, so, so so selfish that, uh, that uh, we're bored by anything that is not automatically about us. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's really good. Okay, what are some other ways that selfishness might affect us getting into enjoying God's Word? Hearing from God. Yeah, Ed. Mm. Yeah, right. So 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 our, our enjoyment might be affected because we are skipping over parts we 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 don't want to obey. Mm-hmm. Hugo? Yeah. So 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 Satan doesn't want us meditating on God's word, and our own sinfulness doesn't want to. Right? We we, we There's a then and there's a host of reasons there. Yeah. Yeah. Evan. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's good. So, so, so uh, Evan was, was saying our pride in, in, in thinking we, we, we already know that. And that is, I think, a challenge of growing up Christian. Or the longer you've been a Christian, you read things that you know. But you're like, but I, I'm still hearing from God here. Like, like, just because someone tells you something you already know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not listening. Um, yeah, or, or we're too worried about applying it to, to other people. I'm sure we could brainstorm more. Um, yeah, the, the, the remaining effect of, of our being in Adam, right? So we are new creatures in Christ, but there's still this residual effect of being a descendant of Adam, um, doesn't want to respond to the truth of God's Word. We, we might like what is interesting, or we might like what makes us feel cozy, right? Like, oh, I love that promise. I'm going to wrap myself up in it. But, uh, so we might like some of it and it's not bad to love a good promise, but, but there'll be passages. We don't want to see our sin and we don't want to be humbled. So, um, we don't want to see our finiteness. We don't want to see our neediness. There, there'll be passages where we'll be tempted to not believe what we know about God. Really, we'll exercise faith into so many things, and I think that this is where so many of us are uh, who are not having consistent times with with God, is that we exercise faith that something else will be refreshing, something else will be satisfying, something else will be more profitable than God's Word. So there's just a simple belief problem, am I going to believe? And that's really saying, am I going to believe God or not. So that I think it's pretty easy. Other things are worth half an hour of our day, but God's word is not. That doesn't have to be a half hour. Um, So those are some hindrances. I think another is is what our, 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 our expectations are. So what are what are our expectations? So if our expectations are only one kind of emotional feeling, um, um, we're going to be disappointed with a lot of Scripture, right? If, if, if we only expect to feel happy after being in Scripture. Now, that's so tough, because we can learn to have a Bible time that always brings us to to. God's grace to us in Christ Jesus. So there's a way you can always be happy being in God's Word. But if we want it just to be immediate, I read, ah, warmth. Um, Then then if that's our expectation, we're going to be disappointed. We want our emotion to, if not match, at least be influenced by the text. So that if we're reading something heavy, we want to feel heavy. And if we're reading something exultant, we want to feel exultant. And yet, some mornings, we don't feel exultant, so we talk to God about that. And then, when we don't feel exultant, still, after talking to Him, we're like, but I've, got, I've listed ten reasons I should be rejoicing now. And I'm still not. Lord, I need a Savior. And that's real talking to God. That is enjoying God. If you are running to God's Son, then that is is that, that—that is enjoying Him. Um, Joy is a great a great emotion, and I'm bringing it up because we're because we're talking about enjoying God's word. But it's not the only one. Uh, at Acts two thirty seven, when Peter was 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 preaching, those who were listening were cut to the heart. Sometimes that's going to be our enjoying God's word. It starts with being cut. You're like, "Ouch! This is painful." Or uh, 2 Corinthians seven ten says, uh, "For for for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation with, with, without regret." Um, so that godly grief is part of enjoying, enjoying God's word. If our expectation is only one kind of feeling, we can be disappointed. But there's also another expectation that we might have, and that it's going to be easy. That it's going to be joy without any work. And I don't just mean the joy of wrestling with our hearts. Um, It's going to take, there is delight, but it's also going to take mental effort. Listen to to Psalm 1, 2. Psalm 1, verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. First part sounds awesome. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight, yes, I love delight. That's why I opened my Bible. I wanted delight. Um, But the second part helps inform the the first part. And if you're reading through the Psalms, uh, almost all of them are written with kind of like two lines. And the first and second part are are, are always connected to one another. And the second part, and on his law, he meditates day and night. That word meditating requires chewing, right? It's it's tasty. It's savory. It's a good bite of meat. But you're not going to be automatically swallowing it like a milkshake, okay? You're going to have to do, do a little chewing on it. So that is how our enjoyment of God's Word. It is delight, but you meditate. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Our love of God's Word is, re- is joined with our meditating on it. We're not going to delight in God's Word. We're not going to enjoy God's Word if we're not meditating on it. So some of our, our, our Bible time is going to be meditating on it. Sometimes we take that, that, that chewy bit with us, and it's like this is not a bit of meat. Th- this is gum. It, it is refreshing, it, but it's going to take. I'm, I'm going to be able to chew on this all day. No, that's super impressive gum. But you can <laughs> you can chew on it. Um, so we're going to work together to overcome some of these hindrances to to, to our enjoying. God's Word. So we talked about culture, um, we've talked about what our expectations are, about sinfulness, about our uh, education, and now we're running out of time, which I did not know how much I was going to get through. So what we're going to do is, uh, let's open your Bibles, we got 10 minutes left, I'm going to, in this time, go through some simple assignments for those of you who are participating, but I also want to look at Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. So open your Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 1 through 8. I'll read it, and then if if, uh, I could have some people shout out some motivations there to have a Bible time this upcoming week. Psalm 119, verse 1 through 8. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in His ways you have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes! Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utter, utterly, uh, utterly forsake me. Can, you, can any of you find a motive there in any of those first eight verses why you should get into God's word word to 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 tomorrow? Bless. Bless, right? Being approved of by God. Being happy because you're approved of by God. Knowing that God is pleased with you, that's a great motive. Awesome. Is there another motive? Right, right. To, to, to be upright. To, to, to be enjoying a right relationship with God. He's going to tell us how to please Him. What's another motive? Right? To walk in His ways. We love Him. Right? And He's good. And He made us. He knows what it is to be a creature. His ways are good ways. To walk in His ways, that's a great motive. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right, so, 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 so not being put to shame, and we don't really know what the psalmist was going through, but there is the sense that God is for us, right? So ultimately, and sometimes in, in this life, or ultimately, that we are going to be vindicated. I spent my life wisely and rightly and choosing the right path. Okay, those are just a few. So if you flip your page over, okay, wait, we need a how to get started. And it's nice, we've got like 35 minutes before the next service. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so, uh, so let's talk about how to get started. And we'll spend more time on this. But if you look at the bottom of your page, uh, yeah, so, 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 so don't flip it over yet. There are some quick journaling questions there at the bottom of that page. Okay, these are, are super, I won't say they're super simple. Um, but if you want to meditate even a little bit, you could even pick one of these. What does this passage say about God? What does this passage say people? Oh, come on. What does this passage say about people? What does this passage say about our relationship with God? How does God want me to respond to the truth of this passage? You could give yourself like two or three minutes on a, each of those, probably with a, a single verse, single paragraph, and you could have such a refreshing time in in in... in, in in God's word. Now go ahead and flip the page over and we'll look at what we're going to try to accomplish in this upcoming week. And I'm going to say this particularly to those who want to be my favorite word participants, right? If you want to come and not do any of this, then that's fine. I mean, it's not really fine fine because you got to you got to be in God's word. If you don't want to do it my way, that's fine. Okay? Um, but if you're like, you know, I think I want to be a participant and get that badge. Um, I'm going to have to have some printed now. Uh, then uh, here's some thoughts to get you started in this upcoming week. Okay, So today, Sunday, look at the week ahead. When will you have your Bible time each day? Probably not realistic to say. It is for some of you. It's going to be at 6 a.m. every day. But maybe some of us have varying schedules, early morning meetings. Could you look at your day, your week, and say, I've got a time scheduled each day? Mm-hmm. Now, don't you know, heap rubble upon yourself if you don't make it. Just, just try to plan out today when you're going to. What will you need to do each night or day, if you're that kind of person, like I like my Bible time in the afternoon, to make that happen? You're probably going to have to do something. You might have to say, I need to be in bed by 10 if I have Bible time at 7. Okay, I've got this, what will you, oh med- oh yeah, so so that what will you meditate on each day? I just wanted to encourage you to be, you're, you're just thinking about chewing on it a little bit, but here's some things that you could do. Review sermons. I don't know how much time Pastor Joshua spends on his sermon. I'm guessing it's probably close to 20 hours a week, at least maybe, okay? 20 hours a week. So if he spends 20 hours a week and we spend one hour listening to it, do you think it could reward a 20-minute Bible time? Do you think so? Yes, he really hopes so, okay? Because that 20 hours was not just for our consumption here, all right? So you've taken some some notes or you open that passage and you spend some time maybe even looking at those questions, Okay, So you have a day or two right there. Maybe there's a day you want to read a psalm. You you, you might want to say, I'm going to read the same chapter in uh, Roots. They're going through Colossians 3. I'm going to read Colossians 3 every day, this week and focus on a different couple different verses each time. Maybe I'm going to read through 1 John seven days in a row. Or maybe you're already going through a reading plan. Just know what you're going to do each day. So that's a challenge for today. I know it's Sunday. It's a day of rest. Okay. Um, The next thing is spend a couple minutes, like two minutes. Maybe this is the first thing you do in the morning. Maybe you do this instead of looking at your phone the first half of the week, meditate on Psalm 119, verse 1 through 8. That's like two verses a day, maybe Monday through Thursday. Just, just a couple minutes. A minute. Shower time. And then switch to Psalm 119, verses 9 verses nine through 16, because we're going to open with those next time. Okay, so we'll look at, at, at some motives from Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. We'll start with that next time. And then, I've got there for, for, for the participants, uh, read chapter... One and two of a, before you open your Bible, it is only. Let's see here. Is good? Let's see how many pages here. Between five and twenty. That's fifteen pages. Small, small, small pages. You guys will will will, will, will really enjoy it, and I think that you'll be able to use this uh, for a long time. It's just some attitudes to to a. a um, or he describes them as a heart posture to cultivate before going to God's Word. And, 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 uh, and Psalm 119 does that too. Well, so much more we wanted to do, I wanted to do this morning, as you can tell from the notes. Uh, so I'm going to close in prayer. And then I would love for all of you who are planning on sticking around, like I plan on being here consistently, not perfectly, but consistently, to come up and sign up and, and uh, grab a, a book. And we should have enough for each of you to uh, have one, okay? So junior hires, high schoolers, if, if, if you're going to do it, then uh, grab it. it and uh, and so w- w- we have plenty. If you're in children's ministry and know this is, I can only be here for two weeks, or, or we'll still come and get a book because I know some of you are rotating out for other ministries. Let's pray. Uh, Father, I thank you that you have... Um, You've, you've condescended, Lord. You could have left this world without any witness. Um, you could have never given a promise to Adam and Eve. You could have, if you hadn't given that promise, uh, you could have destroyed the whole earth at the flood. Lord, there is there, there, there no reason for you to speak except who you are. And you are a God gracious and merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and forgiving iniquities and transgression and sin. I praise you, Father. We praise you for the kind of God that you are, that you are a God who wants relationships with his people. Now, Father, we want to hear from you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to take our eyes off of ourselves. that we wouldn't be selfish and wouldn't it be about what I don't understand, it wouldn't be about, about what I haven't mastered. It wouldn't be about how tired I am. It wouldn't be about not being comfortable. It wouldn't be about hiding from sins being exposed, Lord, that there would be nothing that would keep us from hearing from You. Because You are a good Father. Father, I do pray that if any here yet have not tasted and seen that, that, that You're good, Lord, that they would come to Jesus and, and learn uh, learn what He knew so well, uh, that You are Uh, our perfect Heavenly Father. I thank you for this time. Please, Lord, we pray that you bless our ministry to one another now and bless uh, the time singing and the ministry of your word being preached uh, in the next hour. In Jesus' name, amen.